Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. So there's a major story in the NFL, and there continues to be a cry fest about it. I don't understand it. I'll try to get to the bottom of it or try to understand it if I can. Coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on Sirius XM Channel 83 and on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates wherever you are listening to the program right now. We appreciate you doing so. Having some fun here, as always, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So, if you tuned in and you wanted to hear a breakdown of everything Tiger Woods at the World Pringles Shootout or whatever the hell tournament he's playing in, we've got great news for you. We will not address that for one second on this show. Nope. Nope, not happening. 
That is for uh, a daylight saving show where we've got five hours instead of four or four hours instead of three, and we need to fill time. We will get to that story then. We're not going to waste our time on the Tiger Woods return at the Rolled Golds Open or whatever the F tournament he's playing in. Nobody else should care about. Let's go while we're young. Yeah, not happening. Thanks for checking in, Rodney. Uh, But I do want to get to this, though, because there's a story that I thought was dead. I thought it was over with. All right. I thought it, I thought we were clear. It it, it was over, done. We're going to discuss this story any longer. All right. I was sure that we had seen the end of this story. And the big story from earlier in the week that just continues to linger and continues to be talked about and they continue to ask questions about is the decision with the New York Giants benching Eli Manning. All right. So so I, I thought the story was done. And there wasn't even like a thought in my mind that, okay, well, we would address this. You know, we'll do a little game preview, talk about the Giants and the Raiders coming up on, on Sunday morning show. But, I mean, there's, you know, there's other things to discuss here. But I just, I noticed something with this story that I find so fascinating that I, I don't know that I've seen it in a lot of other cases around, especially the NFL. So Ben McAdoo decides that he is going to bench Eli Manning, right? Like he decides he's going to sit him down, uh, and we're going to get to the reasonings behind that coming up here in just a, a couple of minutes. But he decides he's going to sit Eli Manning down, and it causes this uproar. Former Giants weigh in, um, you know, players around the NFL, other quarterbacks. Everybody feels bad for Eli Manning, and he, from all accounts, he's a great guy, really good dude, does a lot of good things in the community, and a solid teammate all the way around. He's he's trying to fight back tears, like all that stuff. And so everybody is piling on the New York Giants. Everybody's even piling on Ben McAdoo. And let's be truthful here. Ben McAdoo's probably going to get fired at the end of the year, but I'm going to do something that I don't know that anybody else is doing it. All right. I don't know that anybody else has done this. I'll be honest with you. I'm actually going to give Ben McAdoo a little bit of credit. I'm going to give this guy some credit because you know what? I respect people who take an unpopular opinion and an unpopular stance, and not only do they double down, they triple down on it, okay? And not only do they do that, they do that in the NFL, America's number one sport, and they do it in New York in America's number one media market. And that's exactly what Ben McAdoo has done all week long. And it continued on Friday. So Ben McAdoo, we're going to go back, all right? So this is Ben McAdoo discussing the decision to bench Eli Manning. Geno Smith is a starter. This is from Tuesday. I have a lot of confidence in Eli as a player, as a quarterback, um, but at this point it's my responsibility for the organization to make sure we take a look at Geno and at some point take a look at Davis and uh, give them the opportunity to show what they can do heading into next year. All right, so that's Tuesday. There it is. I mean, amongst other things, clearly that's the plan. All right, so let's see if we can get this guy to crack. All right, it's like an interrogation room. Let's see if we can get this guy to crack. And so, uh, so they bring in uh, they bring in Woody Harrelson this time. Imagine you're watching True Detective, right? And Woody Harrelson goes there. They bring him in the box. All right, so you're watching True Detective, and they know they've got a couple of more couple of more tricks up their sleeve. So they bring in Woody Harrelson, and he sits down Ben McAdoo, and uh, and here was Ben McAdoo's response on Wednesday. 
Again, no, nobody says we're moving on from uh, from anybody. But when you're going through a situation like this, this isn't this isn't my first time going through it. Like you said, you know, there's going to be emotions involved. There's going to be uh, outrage, and you have to stick uh, stick to your decision and do what you feel is best for the organization. Well, listen to that doubling down, even just a couple of days after the huge news, a day after they make this big announcement, doubling down does Ben McAdoo. All right, so imagine you're on the set of True Detective again, and this time you got one last opportunity, one last chance to speak to the media before the Eli Manning consecutive start streak goes down the toilet and it is gone, and it is Geno Smith time at the O.co dump coming up on Sunday. All right, you got one last opportunity. So in comes Matthew McConaughey. In this case, Rust Cole, the best man in the box. Hey, Ben McAdoo on Friday. Do you have any regrets making that decision? I was honest. Uh, I was up front with Eli, and uh, I don't have any regrets with the way it was handled. Bingo. And guess what? He shouldn't either. Ben McAdoo shouldn't have any regrets whatsoever for the decision he made. Not one. He gave Eli Manning the option to start the game, and Eli Manning turned it down. How difficult is that for people to understand? He gave him the opportunity to continue on his streak, and he turned it down. And I respect Eli Manning for why he turned it down. I get it. I totally respect it. Eli Manning thought it was going to be a charade. He didn't want to be a part of the charade. It felt dishonest. I respect it, and I get it. No problem whatsoever. That, that is fair enough. I respect the guy for doing it. But for the love of Christ, the pity party for Eli Manning from so many media members is ridiculous. This is insane. This is the same guy who you media members have claimed has only won two legitimate games in his career, the Super Bowls. This is the same guy that you media members have claimed is not a very good quarterback. Like, this is the same guy that you media members crushed because he chose his landing spot and refused to play in San Diego and wanted to go play in New York. That's the same guy. And it's this crimey, like, all the way through the week, and they continue to ask Ben McAdoo, what about on Tuesday? Hey, what about on Wednesday? Hey, what about on Friday? Hey, Ben, any regrets now? And guess what? Ben McAdoo says, no, I don't have any regrets, and he shouldn't. Like, why is that so hard for people to understand? I don't get it. It was a business decision for the future of the Giants, a future in which Eli Manning will not be a part of. Sorry. Here's the reality. You're either the spoke or you're the wheel. There's a lot of spokes and only one wheel. Eli Manning's a spoke. The Giants are the wheel. Period. That's it. Like, I don't know why. Like, why is this continuing to be discussed? Like, the media continues to hammer Ben McAdoo. Hey, let's take the temperature of Ben McAdoo today. Hey, coach, what do you think? Any regrets? No. <laughs> like, I don't, he gave him the option. Like, do you know how many players don't get to choose how they exit? Like, how many players don't get that opportunity? You want to know how radio works? You want to know what happens in radio? You don't get a goodbye. You don't. Because they don't trust you that you can get on the air and, and not take your aggression out. So what do radio shows do? And I know this. 
Because I've been fired in radio. I've been let go. Guess what happens? It's a Friday. You're putting some stuff together for the weekend, already thinking ahead to Monday's show, and a boss calls you into his office, and there's two bosses in there now, and you know, oh, good God, that's a wrap. You know looking at their faces. And they say, yeah, it's over. You're not, fired. not a two-week notice. Not a word. You're getting rid of you at the end of the month. No, no, no. You just had your last show. No, you cannot say bye to your listeners. Grab a box, pack your stuff, and take a walk. And for some reason, this pity party for Eli Manning, like, like the guy was, was thrown out on the street. He gave him an opportunity. He passed. Tough balls. I, I don't understand. And continuously, every single week, day this week, you're hearing somebody else bitch about it and some media member ask about it. It's insane to me. Eli Manning was given the opportunity to write his own exit. He was given a chance to still leave the starting quarterback of the New York Giants, and he chose not to. So, so sad, too bad. It's crazy to me. Ben McAdoo has no regrets, and guess what? He shouldn't. Like, this was a soft exit for Eli Manning. Like, this is as, as, as great of an opportunity you could give to a player who clearly is done there, and he chose not to accept it. And I respect his decision not to, but come on, man. Like, put the violins away. Jesus, what, what, what's next? Like, what's the next move here? Is Sarah McLaughlin going to do another These Dogs Are Dying videos and one of them is going to be Eli Manning? Like, what are we doing here? Like, this dog needs a home while, while a mosquito the size of Puerto Rico bites into his eyeball on live TV? Like, I don't, who cares? What are we talking about? Give him a chance he passed. It's my quarterback. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 877-99 on Fox is the phone number. 877-996-6369. You can also listen to this uh, positive show on the iHeartRadio app, and you can find us on SiriusXM Channel 83. And you can get me on Twitter, by the way, at the Jonas Knox here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. All right, up next, speaking of quarterbacks, all right, speaking of quarterbacks, career advice, all right? But no, 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 not just from me, but from all of you. And some of you may not be happy about this, but career advice for a quarterback. That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. They took my job! Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. At the bottom of the hour, which is a radio term for like, I don't know, eight or nine minutes from now, something like that. Huh? Yeah, whatever. Uh, David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, our BFF of the show, a man I went to high school with, played in the NFL, recent uh, Colorado State Hall of Famer, played with the Texans, spent some time with the Broncos, the Redskins, been very busy. He's got a little one, so uh, it's been hard to get Dave in recent weeks, but he will be with us coming up here less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. I I can already tell you this, knowing Dave, he's going to completely disagree with me on the Eli Manning stuff. 
Uh, ben McAdoo and the Giants did nothing wrong. Don't make them feel like they did. Time's up, all right? You gave them an opportunity. They gave Eli Manning a chance to write his exit, and he chose not to take it. So, sorry. Stop asking him about it and stop crying about it. Sorry. Jeez, man. I'm just such a pity party for this guy. It's unbelievable. I like Eli Manning. I think he's great. He's a good dude, but come on. All right, and we will get to uh, some uh, potential career advice for a quarterback uh, coming up here in just a minute. I do want to welcome in the crew, though, um, that will be riding shotgun with me until 6 a.m. Eastern time or until they pass out. Iowa Sam is your tech producer here at Fox Sports Radio. Good to the last drop. Yeah. I can't wait for... Well, today, Jonas. Yeah, championship Saturday. It's gonna be fun, man. Oh, it's what gonna a be bunch fun. of doozies! I, I'm trying to, I'm wor- trying to work out the scenarios as to what's gonna piss the most people off, and I think I know what it'll be. I think I know what will piss the most people off. So, so I've already started to work that that stuff out. I will have that before the end of the show. Oh, great! Yeah, it's the least I could do. Thank Mike you. Mayer is your uh, technical producer here at Fox Sports Radio. Michael. Oh, I'm sorry. Michael. Excuse me. Excuse me. Can we reset that? All right. In three, two. One. Mike Mayer is your executive producer here at Fox Sports Radio. Michael! Michael! It sounds like you tried to demote me right there, Jonas. Yeah, what the heck was that about? Because I, I get, I, to me, the word, the term board op is demeaning. Right. Sam, do you feel it's the a, term board op is demeaning? Oh, yeah. yeah. I prefer to be called a technical producer. Thank you. Yeah. Very it's, much. Like, it's like people call me a talk show guy. You know, it's or hey, talk show guy. Yeah. Or it's like when people call me, uh, call me a rat when I was the, the Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> and they say, oh, you're the rat at Chuck E. Cheese. First of all, it's a mouse. All right, and and you're a, you're a mascot entertainer, yeah. NFU. That's the other one too. Professional mascot entertainer. So sometimes there's so many uh, so many titles here, I get confused on stuff. And then uh, Ralph Irvin is your national update anchor here at Fox Sports Radio. Yes, Take sir. Take a knee, my ass. Okay, Ralph. Jesus, I'll do the show from one knee. Just have to ask. Well, you know, you, you're trying to take over my negativity spot in this in this place. <laughs> Listen, uh, I, look, I've been sitting around all week. All right. So, so I got a lot of things on my mind. I've been sitting around all week thinking about stuff for the show. And so when I finally do get up to bat, you know, I attend to, uh, you know, something my, you know what. Be careful, Ralphie. Okay. <laughs> I like it that way. Okay. Interesting. Aloha, brother. Yeah. We won't be talking Hawaii football because they're bad. All right. So uh, USC beat Stanford in the Pac-12 title game. All right, so on Friday night, USC beat Stanford. Fun game. Uh, went down to the wire. Listen, blame David Shaw for the play calling towards the end. You know, they're at the goal line. He runs three straight plays into the pile. Uh, the last one was fourth and goal. I admire the balls it took to make the call because they were down three. He could have easily kicked an 18-yard field goal and tie the game up. Um, so I don't blame him for the decision to go for it, but if you want to give him a hard time for the play calling, that's fine. And listen, you pin USC back on the one-yard line like that. Sam Sam Darnold, they almost sacked him in the end zone, had to make a ballsy throw in traffic in his own end zone. Here's the major storyline in that game. That should be... All right. If I were offering career advice, right? If I were to sit Sam Darnold down, and that'll never happen, because uh, Sam Darnold has no time for me. Um, but if Sam Darnold is listening, and he is tuning in right now on the great AM five seventy LA Sports, the flagship of Fox Sports Radio, I would tell Sam Darnold, "Listen, man, outstanding job. Just a nuts throw from the end zone. You played fantastic." 
and you will never play fantastic for USC again because you will never suit up for USC again. That's it. Unless something fluky happens and USC makes the college football playoff, that's it. Forget the Fiesta Bowl, the Siesta Bowl, or the Cialis Bowl. Don't go. Think about your future. You've had enough. You've done enough. You 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 have done as much as you possibly can for for the program, okay? Outside of winning a national title, that's it. You want a Pac-12 title? Good for you. Walk away. Think about your future. You played in a bowl game last year, and you played well. You brought excitement back to the program because of that game. You've done your part. There's no reason for Sam Darnold to continue on. There's no reason to continue playing. That's it. I know everybody wants to see him. And again, I'm going to talk to David Anderson about this uh, uh, coming up here in a few minutes. A former NFL wide receiver, guy played at Colorado State. And I'm going to ask him what he would tell Sam Darnold. And maybe this is just me not being a player. Well, in that regard. And maybe it's just me not being uh, not being a guy who played in bowl games or, or, or had the college experience as a quarterback. But just on the outside looking in, uh, a guy far removed from the college lifestyle, thinking about your future... I mean, I, I don't know how you risk that future for a meaningless game. And let's be honest here. Bowl games are fun, and, and, it, and it's fun to see the celebrations and the teams play one last time and all that. But these are outside of, outside of three games, they're all exhibitions. Outside of three games in college football, after this weekend, every single one of them is an exhibition. Sorry. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Up next, former NFL wide receiver, our BFF, David Anderson with you. And uh, I will find out from Dave how much he disagrees with me in regards to Eli Manning and a bunch of other stuff. He's always fantastic. Don't go anywhere. Dave is coming up next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And you mentioned uh, Southern Cal beating Stanford 31-28 to take the Pac-12 championship game. The bigger news in college football, though, well, it's happening down in the South where Jimbo Fisher resigned as the head coach of Florida State, even dumped his Christmas tree out on the curb as he is expected to be the new head coach at Texas A&M, and it should be announced on Monday. He's not going to coach the Seminoles Saturday in their season finale with Louisiana Monroe, a game that's been made up because of a hurricane earlier this year. FSU needs that win if they want to become bowl eligible. And Tennessee has a new athletic director. That's former coach Philip Fulmer. This after the coach removed John Curry from that role after eight months on the job. Volunteers thus far an unofficial 0 for 7 in their search for a new head football coach with true car you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for new or used visit true car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience on the nba hardwood golden state a 133 112 win at orlando clay thompson 27 points kevin durant 25 steph curry with 23 in the win and paul george had 36 points as oklahoma city took out minnesota 111 107 and jonas yes tomorrow it is championship Saturday for, well, all the self-respecting conferences in the country. Pac-12, obviously, while well, they had their championship tonight. 
Thank you, Ralph. Uh, Jonas Knox here at Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. He is David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, a recent inductee into the Colorado State Hall of Fame. He is the BFF on our show. Kind enough to spend a couple of minutes with us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's got a little one, so he's a very busy guy recently. So, Dave, um, I want to get right to the chase. I started talking about the Eli Manning stuff. Um, I want to get your thoughts. How do you think the Giants handled the Eli Manning benching, and do you approve of the way it was handled? So, I have some friends, East Coast friends, and a lot of them are Boston friends, and a lot of times I don't ever really agree with them just because they're from Boston. But they brought up a really good point. If this were Tom Brady, and they were, and that's who you know Eli Manning is to the Giants fans, not exactly as big as Tom Brady, but someone similar. If you were benching him, that better, you better have Jimmy Garoppolo uh, in waiting and having uh, ready to have a really good season and a really good career. But they are benching Eli Manning for Geno Smith. That makes no sense. Okay. He is not the future of the Giants. Stick with Eli, ride it out, and figure out what you're going to do next year. But but just throwing Eli to the wolves and, and ruining this season and, and ruining kind of what like legacy Eli has is, is worthless and it's meaningless. Okay, but couldn't you th- – see, here's how I looked at it. When Eli Manning was talked to by Ben McAdoo and Ben McAdoo said to him, listen, uh, here's the plan – we're going to let you start because of your consecutive start streak and all that stuff. And then, you know, that's important. That's like a, a show of toughness in the NFL and a show of dedication and the fact that he can do it. And it's impressive. But we want to put one of the other guys in at halftime. Eli Manning balked at that and said no. And I don't yeah, think, no. I, and I don't think that, that Davis Webb is ready. Like, I don't think that he's ready to go. So when Eli Manning said no, there wasn't enough time to get Davis Webb ready to go. It was going to be Geno Smith in the second half of that's how it played out. And it would probably take a week or another two weeks to get Davis Webb, Webb reps with the team. So couldn't you kind of put that on Eli Manning is, you know, why no. not? You can't put that on him at all? No, you know, if you don't want him, if you don't want him to play, then he doesn't play. That's how the game works. Like that's just, that's just crap. It, it, it's a it's a very specific position. Obviously, the quarterback. It's not like you could sub guys in and out. Like you you have to play the game. Thank you for the courtesy backhand compliment of letting me start. But I know that's not the, you're just trying to be nice. But that's not what the game is about either. He's not obviously trying to win. If that's the situation, no, cur- there's no courtesy starts. You start and you play, and if you're not playing well, then you get pulled and someone else plays. Well, he's not playing well, and they're pulling him for Geno Smith. And uh, David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox with you. No, And, and here's, here's the other part of that, too, to your point, to where, well, obviously they're not trying to win. It's very clear in New York with the Giants, they realize this season's a wrap. It's over. Yeah. So the yeah. idea is let's start thinking about the future, who's out there, whether it be Darnold, Rosen, whoever. Like let's start thinking about that and and think in in long term as opposed to the short term in this season. How how often does that happen in the NFL? Because you played on some bad teams, not to bring up some to anything uh, personal Thanks. with you. No, yeah. l- listen, trust me, man. I've been okay. a, trust me, I've worked with some bad teams too. You should see the guys I got tonight. Okay? Trust me, I know what it's like, pal. You and I. Ring. Yeah, you and I, Ring. baby. Um <laughs> Yeah, they just grabbed their crotch Baker Mayfield style in the other studio. Um but no, in all, in all seriousness, 
Like, what is it? How often is it to where you, as a veteran on a team, see a move made on the roster around you, and you're like, "Oh man, <laughs> it's over. We're totally tanking it here." So a lot of times, it's uh, it's a guy who's uh, I would say somewhat similar position, like Eli, older, um, maybe not playing up to potential. Um, but certainly not a guy that has led your team to Super Bowl victories and, and, and beaten undefeated teams in the Super Bowl and things like that. So that's where I think there's a big issue. And, and a lot of times it's guys that just need need reps, and they're having a, a lot of time getting them. Um, because, I'm sorry, a lot of times they're benching those guys because there's a guy behind them that needs reps. That's not the situation. You say Davis Webb, but if, David, if they want a Davis Webb to play, you know what the best way to get reps is? Go play football. Throw them in there. See what happens. Uh, it's like it, it, that's just the way you have to learn to play. You got to get in there and get some reps. There's nothing in practice is going to help him. If he doesn't know the offense by now, he doesn't know it. So it's not going to help sitting behind Geno Smith. He's not going to learn it any better. So if you're preparing, if the Giants are preparing um, to lose all these games um, to get a better draft pick, that's one thing. But what you mentioned is like how often have I seen this? You see it every now and then out of position. Um, but you kind of see, you, you have seen it coming for a long while, I would say. There was, uh, I wouldn't say what offensive lineman, but there was an old offensive lineman that got hurt, could clearly come back, was healthy, ready to play, but they're like, no thanks, you're, you're going to sit. And they played the younger guy, even though he was worse, um, and made the older guy sit and watch. Now, are you talking about Ephraim Salam, who does a show here on Fox Sports Radio every no, Sunday? Ephraim, no, no, okay. no. No, I'm not talking. Even was a great swing tackle. Played and, a long time for the Texans. And, and listen, I'm just, and, and you know me. I would never try and stir the pot like that. That is not what I'm about. Okay, I would never, ever try and stir the pot. All right, it was not Ephraim. Okay, Ephraim's a good dude, by the way. Very Ephraim's good. Ephraim's a great guy. Yeah, uh, Jonas Knox, uh, Fox Sports Radio. Dave Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, joining us here on FSR. Um, all right, so on the subject of the potential quarterbacks who could end up in New York. You're advising Sam Darnold, and we'll just keep it with Darnold because they just won the Pac-12 title uh, on Friday night, did USC. You're advising Sam Darnold. Question to you is, do you advise him to play in the bowl game, should it be the Fiesta Bowl? And secondly, do you advise him to come out this season? And and let me pre- let me preface that come out into the NFL draft. I don't want anybody thinking yeah. I'm going another direction there because I don't need TMZ knocking on the studio thinking I got a scoop or something. This is true. You got All a right. scoop. Um, <laughs> definitely playing the bowl game. Uh, I would like. I wish these guys were getting encouraged to stay longer. Um, and I and I wish it was the situation in the NFL where there were guys. Um, uh, like you look at Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, I think he's a good example. A very good quarterback came out of Texas Tech, had a great career, mm-hmm. came out a year early, um, gets put in um, you know a situation in Kansas City where he probably thinks he might be playing. But Alex Smith, granted, had a came out guns a blazing the beginning of the year, hasn't had a great uh, little middle part right here, but still definitely the starting quarterback. Um, I would like to see more of that, where like the Aaron Rodgers type, where these guys have to take two or three years to learn. So if he's willing to do something like that, um, I, I think that's okay. Now, he's probably not. He's probably going to get drafted to the Cleveland Browns. And if that's the situation, I'd tell him, stay in school. 
Yeah, it's that's why I've always I've always wondered about this because they give you the option in um, in college basketball to where where guys can sort of see where they would be drafted and decide whether or not they still want to stay in the draft. Uh, they just don't well, hire an agent. But that's but that's like what round you're getting drafted in. Right. There's only a couple places like the the football uh, graveyard right now <laughs> exists in Cleveland. It's a bad it's a bad situation. Oh, yeah, it's a cemetery, man. Seriously, it's a cemetery, and and it's. Yeah, I, I don't, man, and they draft quarterbacks, it seems like, all the time, and it just doesn't work. And and the fact of the matter is, and this is the part that bugs me the most, when I hear people say, well, look at Carson Wentz and all these other quarterbacks the Browns could have had. I, every time I see them, I get upset and think that guy could be a Brown right now. First of all, you put Carson Wentz on this Browns roster, what do they got? A win, Terrible. maybe two wins. Yeah, Terrible. Like, isn't it? Isn't all like no, how much? Hurt. Yeah. How, oh, of course. How much does that get overlooked? Because that that always bugs me that people don't want to dive deeper into it. They just want to do the mix and match game. Like, how much does that get overlooked? Just from a former player standpoint, when you hear people talk about that, it's unbelievable. Just think about it from a perspective of like, an, uh, from a genuine offense. If you're playing like the Eagles are with with a great defense, that means you're always in the game. That means your run-pass options are equal, right? So whereas the Browns are always playing from behind, so you have to throw the ball. That's a terrible situation to be as a quarterback. Not only that, if you have a great defense, you're getting the ball in favorable field position. Not happening in Cleveland. You're always doing long drives. So now you have a long, not only you have a, a defense that's ready for you to throw the ball, and you and uh, and you're going long distance. So that's two negatives. The third is just what you mentioned, the talent around you. The Eagles have what they're probably going to have, I'd say about 10 guys are going to, maybe not 10, eight guys are going to go to the Pro Bowl. Right. Cleveland's not going to have, Joe Thomas is hurt. That's their yep. one. They're done. There's, Alex Mack is gone. Joe Thomas is not there anymore. I don't think they have a Pro Bowler on that roster. Yeah, it's uh, that's just a bad situation, man. And Hugh Jackson's going to get fired. And it's crazy. They just churn and burn head coaches. Like, I don't know why anybody would go there. Unless they offer just a significant raise over what you got, I don't know why anybody would go there. I really don't. And that's the biggest case. I'll never forget, when I was with Houston my first year, uh, Coach Kubiak told me um, about how the – and I was asking – and he was always very insightful about the roster and very truthful about guys and, and what situation we were in. And the one thing he mentioned was Houston was in a bad situation when he got there because – when you're a losing football team, once you go into free agency, you're not playing on an equal playing field. Because if, you, if, if you're the Cleveland Browns and you offer, I don't know, whatever, said linebacker uh, six million bucks and the uh, San Francisco 49ers, even though they're not a good team, they also offer you six million bucks, where are you going to go? Right. You're going to go to the 49ers. Yep. Okay, so let's offer them seven million. Eh, probably still go to San Francisco. So now you have to drop down and you have to pay the, the player B, who's not as good as player A. And now you got to overpay that guy because you're not going to pay him exactly. You know, okay, so you end up in the same situation. Oh, would you want to go to the your Chicago uh, Bears for three million or or Cleveland for three million? Oh no, uh, we're going to go to Chicago. Okay, so now that guy, now Cleveland's got to pay that guy five million bucks. So now instead of getting player A for five million, they got player B for five million, and so they're they're not getting as good as players, and they're spending more money on bad players. That's a that's a terrible situation to be in for a franchise. Uh, David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, BFF of the show, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Before we let you go, uh, I got to get your your thoughts on this Tennessee situation where they've tried to hire like fifteen different coaches that fell Did through. They really trying to rehire Lane Kiffin. 
I, who knows? Story. Who knows, man? It it is it is a stink bomb all the way around, but it's really fun to watch. Like it is really entertaining. The whole the whole fiasco has been entertaining. But let me ask you because you played college football, Colorado State. You were recently a Hall of Famer in the Ring of Honor at Colorado State uh, for football. If you were a recruit, when did you decide that you were going to play at Colorado State in high school? By now, you would have already decided. Okay, so but senior year, your your junior, your senior year, when did that time come? I wasn't. I didn't. I was a five ten white kid, so I wasn't highly recruited. So yeah, my senior year, but I was. It was November, my senior year. Okay, how much if you were a recruit at your age? All right, now we look at it. You know, we're in our thirties, and we're just kind of you know piecing this all together, and we're laughing and kind of mocking at it. So we have a different perspective, but. You're 18 years old, sometimes 17 years old, and you see what's happening at Tennessee as a recruit. Take me back. If you had the opportunity and there were other schools after you, like anybody that would be recruited by Tennessee would be recruited by other schools, how much would seeing what's happening in Knoxville sway you from wanting to go there? Well, they just fired their AD. Um, They still have a chance with a couple – they can still get a good hire – and the thing that's actually helped them is there's been a ton of turnover at all these big universities. So Florida State just lost their coach, and Texas A&M just got a coach, and they got to hire a new staff, right? And then Ole Miss loses, you know, or Mississippi State loses coaches. So all the people that they're actually recruiting against um, also just had a bunch of turnover. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Arkansas so, as well, too. Arkansas, right? So they're not they're not they're not that far behind. Now, if they wait another couple of weeks, they're going to be really far behind. Um, and they got to make a splash um, with, with some side of with, with some sort of excitement. They can't just go, you know, with like with a safe hire now. Now they have to make a splash. They have to try something, and and they got to get a good AD in there. Or two guys. I think the athletic director position honestly needs to be, to be split up into two. Um, athletic departments are just too big, and, and as you can see. Sometimes looking for a head football coach is just an over overwhelming thing to do in, in, in two weeks because you have obviously the court of public appeal um, who they think you should hire as well as you have you know your inner circle and uh, a lot of times they don't they're not working well together and that's exactly what's happened in Tennessee is uh, they uh, they embarrass Rocky terrible. Top is more like uh, well. Yeah. Rocky bottom. Yeah, easy, well, that's easy, a, yeah. That's not really that funny. I, yeah, I knew, I knew where you wanted to go there. Trust me, pal. Uh, it's it's <laughs> the uh, it's the last half of the South Carolina mascot for those of you that could not figure that out. So we will uh, we will go, go ahead and uh, and leave that alone. Uh, David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, BFF of the show. You can get him on Twitter at David Anderson eighty nine. Thanks so much, pal. Appreciate you making time for Absolutely, us. Absolutely, man. Have a good one. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen on the iHeartRadio app and on Sirius XM Channel 83 as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 877-99 on Fox is the phone number. You can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. If you go to my Twitter handle, we're gonna, I'm going to go on Periscope uh, coming up during this break. All right, this commercial break, I'm going to go on Periscope. So go to at the Jonas Knox. That's at the Jonas Knox on Twitter, and you can kind of see behind the scenes. Uh, everybody's dressed in suits tonight. It's crazy. Everybody got all dressed up for the show, so you can see how professional we are. Um, up next, though, on this show, uh, stop the crying. Quit crying for somebody. Uh, quit bitching and moaning. There's a way to handle a move in sports. I'll tell you what that is next year on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. This song sucks, man. God.
Just trying to stay topical, Jonas. It's topical. This song is like from the 30s. Not quite, but... What is this, Zoot Suit Riot? This is Van Halen. <laughs> Zoot Suit Riot. <laughs> you remember that band? Remember when that was like cool? Uh, <laughs> that that band, like for like... like swing music? Yeah, the sw- when the movie uh, Swingers came out, like the Cherry Poppin' Daddies or uh, yeah, yes. Zoot Suit yeah. Riot. What was or- that band that did Cherry Poppin' Daddies? I don't know. Um, Who cares? Yeah, um, but yeah, that, that when swingers came out, that that whole movement became popular. Well, you, you last segment you teased. Don't be crying. You said something about crying. So oh, that's yeah. what I'm, I'm bouncing okay. back with. Well, well done. You know, way to keep it. Can we get a round of applause for Iowa Sam? That is well done. Way to keep the show on track here. Just trying to keep it top level, uh, man. By the way, uh, if you missed it, I don't know how long the video will stay up for. But if you go to at the Jonas Knox on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. It is a uh, on Periscope, a little behind-the-scenes interview with Iowa Sam. We're going to be interviewing uh, Ralph Irvin uh, next hour, uh, Mike Mayer the final hour as he gears up for another perverted edition of Out of Context. So Yay. we're going to have a lot of fun here on uh, Fox Sports Radio. Um, by the way, how about this tweet that came in? Uh, Jenny writes in, WTF. Championship Saturday, and this proud mommy has to attend the Nutcracker with my four-year-old and grandma. Blasphemy! You know what? Got to make uh, got to make a decision there. Fake an illness, do whatever. Um, make up uh, make up an, an accident or an incident, whatever. You got to get out of it. It's a big Saturday, right? This is the last Saturday like this, where we have got all games actually really do mean something. Unlike some of these crummy bowl games that are coming up. Um, yeah, this, okay. So Jonas Knox here, Fox sports radio. So this, uh, this Eli Manning stuff, man, seriously blows my mind. I don't know why people are struggling to understand what the giants are doing. I don't know why people can't understand that they gave Eli Manning an opportunity. And it's like, and, and and I thought the story was done with it. You got a lot of reaction, but normally how things work in sports now is you get like 24 hours, 36 hours, 48 at the most. And unless there's new developments, you know, you just kind of stuff, uh, it's a 24-hour news cycle. Stuff disappears. The Eli Manning stuff, uh, people in New York can't stop asking Ben McAdoo about it. I actually give McAdoo credit because he continues to say, listen, uh, finally on Friday they ask him, uh, any regrets? No, I don't have any regrets, actually. Nope, not at all. Like, why should he? He gave him the opportunity. Listen, man, uh, I understand your streak is important. Uh, we don't want to just throw you out to and leave you hung out to dry. So... You know, you can start, but we want to bring some of these other guys in. And so we caught up with David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver. He totally disagreed with me, and that's fine. But I really feel like the only reason, and everyone said, well, it'd be one thing if you were going to put Davis Webb in, but uh, instead you're putting Geno Smith in. We already know what Geno Smith is. Okay, then that's Eli Manning's fault because they asked Eli Manning to start the game so they could put Geno in in the second half. Davis Webb isn't ready to play. Like, he's not ready. And from what I've heard, he didn't look all that hot. So they'd like to make sure he's prepared and they throw him in there so they don't have a Nathan Peterman again. So I just, I I don't know why it's a struggle for people to get, like, that's sports, man. Like, not everybody gets an opportunity to leave on their terms. Think about every time you got laid off. Was it on your terms? Did your boss say, hey, you can decide these last few weeks how things go for you? Or did you walk in and you tried to clock in and all of a sudden your your car didn't work? Hey, what's going on here? Yeah, come to the manager's office. You're out of work. Oh, awesome. I'll go start day drinking. 
mean, come on. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Up next, there is a team in the NFL that is slowly becoming unlikable. I'll tell you who next. So there's a team in the NFL that is slowly entering the danger zone. All right, they are entering the danger zone. I'll explain who that is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app, and you can find us on Sirius XM Channel 83 and on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates. Wherever you are listening to the program, we appreciate you doing so. Having some fun here and doing it all from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So this, uh, this weird thing happens when you're a fan of a team who's never really won anything, right? And all of a sudden, they become good. It's the strangest thing. Like, it's, it's really bizarre. But this is just sort of how exposure changes opinions from time to time. And so you've seen this happen in years past, and you've seen it in different sports, and it's happening to an NFL team, right? It's not there yet. But it is slowly getting to that point. Now, I noticed this because I grew up, and, and anybody that does this for a living, you grow up having favorite teams. Like, uh, you, you were a fan of teams growing up. And one of the things when I started doing this for a living is I didn't think that it was, not that it wasn't appropriate, because there are people who do this and, and still openly root for their teams and their homers. But to me... I don't know how much you really respect a guy who you know has got an agenda, who you know he's a fanboy, and if he gives an opinion, it's because his favorite team is involved. So I just sort of took off the fan hat and just tried to really take a step back. Now, I hope the teams that I root for or rooted for growing up do well, but I just, to me, I, I can't. I, I just can't approach it from a fan standpoint. I just I don't think it's fair to you, the audience, because what I care about, you may not give a rip about. I mean, let's be honest. Like I grew up a, a, a diehard Pittsburgh Penguins fan. I, that might be the third time they've ever been mentioned on my show. I, I you guys don't give a rip about it. You don't care. So I'm not even I'm not going to try. That's just selfish of me to go in that direction. But I noticed something because I also grew up having family uh, in Illinois, in Monmouth, Illinois, and in this uh, small town in Illinois, not that far from Iowa Sam, our tech producer's family farm, not that far away, but in Monmouth, Illinois, they were sort of split on my dad's side. You had uh, White Sox fans and you had Cubs fans. And so my dad was a Cubs fan. And so because of that, growing up, I was always a Chicago Cubs fan. And I noticed something about the Cubs in 2016, all right? And this is going to, if you think we're talking baseball, don't worry about it. No, no, we're not. We're not talking baseball. This is the comparison, so do not turn your radio. We are going to get back to the NFL, but it'll all make sense, trust me. So the 2016 Cubs that won the World Series, all right, I noticed something. Now, as happy as I was to see them finally do it, and you see all the great stories and and you know all the all the, the the people that have been waiting so long to see it happen because growing up a fan I knew what that was like and knew how many times they were close and they broke your heart and all that but I noticed something about that team towards the end 
And after they won the over-the-top celebrations and the constant talking about it, yeah, I, I could kind of see why people got sick of them. I could kind of see why people were sick of hearing about the Cubs. A little bit obnoxious, a little bit over-the-top with the constant mentions and the constant celebrations and the writing and chalk on the wall outside Wrigley Field and the crying and everything else to go along with it. I get it. It made sense to me. Outside looking in, yeah, kind of, people are kind of tired of it. Got some fatigue. I noticed it with the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors have been a disaster. They were the laughing stock of the league for years. And then the first year the Warriors actually won the NBA Finals, it was like, oh my God, the Warriors actually did it. And it was like this pleasant surprise to see happen. And everybody was thrilled to see it go down. And then I noticed something in that rematch against the Cavs in year two. A lot of people were cheering for the Cavs. You want to know why? Because a lot of people were sick of the Warriors. Not really all that likable. Very cocky, very confident. And it was just a year removed of when everybody was so thrilled for that organization because they had been struggling for so long. And then you even saw it a couple of years ago in the NFL with the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers, and you think, God, Carolina never won a Super Bowl, only been there once, should be a great story. And you know what you figured out towards the end of that run? And I know because I was at Super Bowl week in San Francisco when they were gearing up to play the Denver Broncos. Majority of the people that rolled through San Francisco, majority of the people that were there talking about the Super Bowl, you know who they were hoping won? The Denver Broncos. And it wasn't so much because they knew it was probably Peyton Manning's last game, but people were sick of the Carolina Panthers. They weren't all that likable. You know, the celebrations, the Superman with Cam Newton, all the other stuff to go with it, a lot of talking. It was just too much. Which is why when Cam Newton, after the Super Bowl, was being asked a ton of questions and he decided he didn't want to talk anymore and he walked out and and was frustrated, it's why everybody piled on. Because they said, listen, Cam, you were talking a whole lot during the year when you guys were winning, so why aren't you able to talk now? So I get it why people started to sour on those teams. It was too much. You get fatigue. Now... The fans of those teams, they can't get enough. But there are select fans, there's a few of you, that even deep down, the most honest would acknowledge that had they not been fans of any of those teams that I mentioned, they probably dislike them. And I think that could be happening very, very soon with one team in the NFL. They match all and fill in all the blanks, all the key ingredients to a team everybody is going to get really, really sick of in the, few, in the next few weeks. And that team is the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, they, they have got all, they, all the criteria you need for a team that everybody's going to get sick and tired of. Philadelphia has got it all. I hate the f- Eagles, man. Hey, you're not alone. That is going to be the large majority of NFL fans very soon. Now, here's the thing. Eagles fans won't want to hear it. They will not hear this. And they are a very feisty bunch to begin with, all right? So they will not want to hear this, all right? 
And it hasn't reached the point yet. I'm not saying I'm not saying they are going to end up like the Cubs in 2016 or the Warriors or the Carolina Panthers of 2015. I'm not saying they're there yet, but they're on the brink. They are on the brink. It is getting close. I mean, you've got the over-the-top, obnoxious celebrations. Every time they do something, it's like some choreographed stunt. And then they try and sell the media on, we don't practice any of this stuff. It just happens naturally. For Christ's sakes, there was less choreographed dancing in La La Land than there was last weekend. Are you? I mean, are you serious? Stop lying. All right, so the celebrations are over the top. The constant praise of Carson Wentz. Oh, my God. Carson Wentz, MVP. God, what a great guy. And listen, he seems like a really great guy. Now, we won't point out the fact that Carson Wentz, when he was caught on video early in the season saying that he would he would give Jake Elliott his game check had he made that 61-yard field goal, and then Jake Elliott made the field goal, and Carson Wentz said, well, I'll donate some to charity. We won't point out the fact that that's all a tax write-off. We will not do that. We will not go there at all with Carson Wentz. Very good player. Seems like a really good guy. And then the off-season gatherings, they all went to North Dakota and they all shot elk together and rode a zip line and did all the other fun, like all of that stuff, all of it. They are teetering on the edge. The Philadelphia Eagles are teetering on the edge of becoming obnoxious. They are close. It's getting there. I'm telling you, everybody wants to focus on what Philly has done this year and they're the best team in the NFL and that's fine. But let's dig a little deeper. That's what we like to do on this show. Let's dig a little deeper. My boss gave me a term one time, and I'll never forget it. He said, deeper, not wider. Don't do so many stories. Go deep into the big stories. So let's go deeper into the Eagles. They're getting close. Starting to be a little over the top. Starting to be a little obnoxious. Now, the Eagle fans are going to be pissed. They're going to be bothered bothered by this. They're going to, to find me on Twitter, and they can do so at the Jonas Knox. They're going to tell me what an a-hole I am, and they're going to pile on, and they're going to rip me to pieces, and that's fine. But there are a bunch of people listening who are right now pumping their fists. They are smiling. They may be honking their horns. They're probably taking a hit of weed or doing a shot in my honor. And they are Cowboys... Giants and Eagles fans, all of them know what I'm talking about. They know what I'm talking about, and I'll probably the first national host to be their voice, to speak on their behalf of how tired they are of the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, we're what, 13 weeks into the season? Man, I give it another two weeks if this continues, and people are going to be really fed up with it. And when people start talking about how over the top the uh, the celebrations are and how obnoxious they are, you remember you heard it here first, all right? You remember I was the first one to point this out. Like, listen, Cowboys, Giants, and Eagles fans, they're all saying pretty much the same thing right now. You know what it is? What the hell have the Eagles done? Seriously. They're the only team in that division that is yet to win a Super Bowl. Like, and they're, and they're doing la-la land after they beat the crummy bears. Like, what? What, what, are you, what are you celebrating? Now, again, I'm not saying they're at that point, but it's getting there. 
All right, so we like to get in front of stories before they happen here. That's what we like to do on Weekend Overnight Radio. That's why we make such an impact. I got a guy who tweeted me earlier. All right, he, it's like happy hour in Australia. They're drinking a Foster's throwing boomerangs at each other, and he's listening to this show. So I want the people in Australia to know what the people in, in New York and the people in Dallas and the people in D.C. have known for quite a while now. The Eagles are getting close. They're not there yet, but they're getting close to being one of those teams that you get sick and tired of. All right. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 877-99 on Fox is the phone number. 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. we got great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Uh, Up next, so uh, a a former NFL player, all right, a former NFL player is going to agree with me on something I've tried to explain to people. There's an NFL narrative that is totally false. I finally have gotten somebody to agree with me, all right, but it might even piss you off. That's coming up next here on FSR. I hate the Eagles, man. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. <laughs> yeah. Eagles fans in full force, baby. Oh, I love it. <laughs> this is too good. Oh, man. Like, you can't. Listen, I'm just throwing out some potential issues that could be coming up for Eagle fans. That's all I'm saying. Jonas. Son of a bitch. Listen, I mean, we don't have to get personal. I'm just saying, like, there there could be some issues for Eagle fans. All right. Um, so we've got uh, – so we got to get to – there's some quarterback stuff we got to get to. Also, guess that garbage. Um, America's favorite bad trivia game show is coming up less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. If you think you know the NFL, and this is all basic NFL stuff, all very recent NFL stuff, if you think you know the NFL and you want an opportunity to show off on national radio, uh, in, in front of, I mean, people are listening in Australia, all over the country. It's, it's uh, you know, drive time in Bangladesh. I mean, this is, this is the primo spot. Everybody wants this spot, but only I have it. I mean, seriously, like everybody wanted this and uh, and they couldn't get it because uh, I, I've got a stranglehold on it um, or until I get fired. Uh, so if you want in on this, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number to play Guess That Garbage. That is coming up in about 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, 877-996-6369. Uh, but no, I, I was just saying, man, like the Eagles are getting close to a team that people are going to get tired of. I mean, it's it's a bit much. And if you're an Eagle fan, you can be sensitive about it, like some of you that have chimed in. You, I mean, you can you can cry about it. That's fine. But I mean, I'm telling you, man, <laughs> like like you guys are a bit obnoxious, it's a bit over the top. I mean, and this isn't. And I'm not even piling on the Eagles. Like I, I hate the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, they were my Super Bowl pick a couple of years ago. I love the Chip Kelly hire. Chip Kelly, those first two years, I thought he was great for the NFL. I mean, I, I I got laughed at when I had the Eagles going to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I did it on this show. Anthony Gargano, 
Philly talk show host. He's one of my favorite people in the business. Anthony Gargano does a show with Lincoln Kennedy coming up at uh, 6 a.m. Eastern time after we go off the air. I love Gargano. Ant's the best. So this isn't like, it's not a personal attack. You you can be offended if you want, but I'm simply pointing out that the Eagles have all fit all the criteria of a team that people are going to get tired of. I mean, it's it's obnoxious. The dancing, the constant Carson Wentz stuff. They've they've just they've got that making, and and I'm just trying to get get ahead of the story and trying to point it out to you so that when it happens, you know that I warned you. That's it. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. Again, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. The phone number. Guess that garbage coming up. Uh, less than ten minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, speaking of a story that is kind of Eagles related, right? It's, it's kind of Eagles related, um, in the sense that the USC Trojans win the PAC 12 championship on Friday night. And so they beat Stanford fun game back and forth. David Shaw is going to get some criticism, obviously, because, uh, he ran the ball three times on the one yard line, went for it on fourth and goal, got stopped. Uh, USC went 99 yards down the field in the blink of an eye, um, scored, went ahead, and it was just too much for Stanford to overcome. Uh, they couldn't overtime, you know, get the onside kick, and so it just didn't go Stanford's way. USC, pun, you know, closed it out, um, got a first down, ran the clock out. Uh, the key play in that 99-yard drive was a play by Sam Darnold, scrambled in the end zone, stepped up for a long completion, a, a typical Sam Darnold gutsy, ballsy throw. And so now the discussion is, does Sam Darnold come out? Okay, does he come out to the NFL? Does he enter the NFL draft? Does he try and go pro now? Because the thinking is, well, this guy needs more time to polish. Now, clearly, a team at the top of the draft, and and my whole thinking on Sam Darnold is, not only should he come out, he should not even play in the USC bowl game, unless it's a playoff game, unless you're in the Final Four, which is which is... You know, a, a fifteen million to one probably, unless USC makes it into the Final Four by some crazy fluke happenstance. If I'm Sam Darnold, I'm done. I've done my part. I won you a Pac-12 title. Uh, I put you back on the map last year by playing well in the Rose Bowl. I'm not coming out. It's not happening. And so the one team that is going to be sitting there, who most likely is going to be taking another quarterback, is the Cleveland Browns. And so, you know, you talk about, oh, man, the Browns, I mean, they've taken Cody Kessler and they took Deshaun Kaiser. And it's like they continue to take these quarterbacks and you go over and over and over again. You go down the long list of quarterbacks the Browns have drafted either in the first round or early round draft picks and none of them work out. And at a certain point, is it just that all those quarterbacks couldn't play or is it maybe it's the Browns? that's the issue you know like like if you if, if you meet a woman and uh, and and she's really attractive and uh got a great personality and then you find out she's been divorced eight times did you think like maybe ah like not maybe every one of those guys was a jerk like not maybe not every one of those guys was an a-hole maybe there's another problem going on here you know like maybe it's her like maybe we're talking about it's the Browns that's the issue. Maybe it's not the quarterback. And so I was talking with David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, last hour on the show. 
And one of the situations I presented to him was, okay, Sam Darnold, you know, he could be available to the Cleveland Browns. And one of the comparisons of quarterbacks that have worked that people try and do and they try and pick on the Browns for is Carson Wentz. And they see how well Carson Wentz is playing. Uh, He should be the MVP this year if he continues to play the way that he is. But people try and do the mix and match game. And they try and say, well, if Carson Wentz was on the Browns, man, he'd be doing that in Cleveland. No, he wouldn't. Like, like Carson Wentz on that roster, maybe the Browns have a win. Maybe a win. But you'd still have the same issues because of everything else around him. Here was David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, talking about the issues that a quarterback faces when playing for the Browns. Just think about it from a perspective of like, an, uh, from a genuine offense. If you're playing like the Eagles are with with a great defense, that means you're always in the game. That means your run-pass options are equal, right? So whereas the Browns, they're always playing from behind, so you have to throw the ball. That's a terrible situation to be as a quarterback. Not only that, if you have a great defense, you're getting the ball in favorable field position. Not happening in Cleveland. You're always doing long drives. So now you have a long, not only you have a, a defense that's ready for you to throw the ball, and you and uh, and you're going long distance. So that's two negatives. The third is just what you mentioned, the talent around you. The Eagles have what they're probably going to have, I'd say about 10 guys are going to, maybe not 10, eight guys are going to go to the Pro Bowl. Right. Cleveland's not going to have, Joe Thomas is hurt. That's their yep. one. They're done. There's, Alex Mack is gone. Joe Thomas is not there anymore. I don't think they have a Pro Bowler on that roster. That was uh, David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, joining us earlier. Like, that's, that's the issue. And it's like you look at Sam Darnold and you say, man, you know, if you come out, I I wouldn't recommend going to the Browns. But if he's there and they draft him, it's not like the NBA where you can find out, you know, where you're going to get picked and then you can decide whether or not you want to keep your agent and all that. Like, it's just it's just a bad situation. Like, and there's no and and I say this knowing that if he's sitting there and Cleveland's got the chance to take him. They're going to take Sam Darnold. They're going to draft him. And I don't know what the hell he's going to look like. I, I don't know how that's going to turn out. Like, I, it may, maybe that is a, a situation where it's a bad case for him. But for me, if I were Sam Darnold, I mean, you got to start thinking about this professionally and not about playing with your friends. You know, I mean, I know college is big business and all, but it's big business for the guys that aren't playing. You know, the guys that are playing... You know, they get paid after they perform. You know, like, like they get paid afterwards. So so you have to sort of, sort of think about your future in different terms than, than the guys that are coaching you and the people that are cheering you on. And if I were Sam Darnold and, the, and I know that Cleveland could be one of those, one of those teams drafting him, man, I, I, I got to go. I got to make my money. I got to stay healthy. Uh, there, there's no reason to, to get injured in the bowl game. There's no reason to come back and get injured again and watch my draft stock plummet. It's just not worth it. Uh, 877-99 on Fox. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. That is an important number, and here's why. We do something on this show every single week at this time. It is called Guess That Garbage. We are going to go around the country. In fact, screw it. We'll go around the world. If you are listening in different parts of the world and you would like to call, the number here, I don't know if it even works from whatever landline you're calling from or however that works internationally, but 877-99-ON-FOX is the phone number, 877-996-6369. We are going to give a lucky few an opportunity to answer basic NFL trivia 
on national and global radio, all right? It is your opportunity. Here's the thing, though. Every time we open up the phone lines for this game, you guys embarrass yourselves, all right? So we're going to give you another opportunity this week like we do every single week. 877-996-6369. Guess that garbage is next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And we start off with the one conference championship game that decided it wasn't good enough for conference championship Saturday. That would be the Pac-12 championship, which really didn't matter much in the grand scheme of the college football playoff. Number 10, Southern Cal, a 31-28 winner over number 12, Stanford. On the NBA, Hardwood, Clay Thompson at 27 points, Kevin Durant, 25, Steph Curry, 23. And Golden State rolled through Orlando, 133-112. Washington beat Detroit, 109-91. Toronto with seven players in double figures. They beat Indiana, 120-115. Oklahoma City got 36 points from Paul George, another 27 from Stephen Adams as they beat Minnesota 111-107. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And Jonas, Tennessee did name former head coach Philip Fulmer as their new athletic director on Friday. He replaces John Curry. Curry and the Vols. 0 for 7 in their search for a new football coach. Well, speaking of garbage, uh, back to you in those 1,000 uh, phone lines. you got to be so negative, Ralph. I mean, for God's sakes, can't we like have a positive spin on I mean, all I've done is talk about positive things on this show. Can't you do your part? Uh, when seven coaches are negative and saying no thank you to your job. Hey, by the way, uh, for everybody listening and, and you guys, uh, Sam and uh, Mike Mayer, yeah, mind your P's and Q's, all right? Because if you guys aren't careful, Ralph and I are going to ditch you for the Dan Patrick show again. My ass. Uh, hold on. Ralph, <laughs> I see it. You don't have to. I, I don't know what that was all about <laughs> because, you know, I didn't say that. Aloha, brother. I said that. Uh, Shut up, Ralph. Okay, okay. Al, enough. By the way, a guy tweets in and says he's listening to this show from New Zealand. All right? You guys think this isn't a global show? Kiss my ass. Big time in the South Pacific. Damn straight. Mark the uh, Super Samoan Hunt, also from New Zealand. One of my favorite MMA fighters of all time. And I have to give his nickname in between his first and his last name because if I don't... It sounds like an inappropriate word, which is why I say Mark the Super Samoan Hunt. And I don't give his nickname before because if you do the first name and the last name together, uh, you know. Huh? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, LeBron. By the way, we are coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Now, it's time for this. Oh, my God. What the hell is that smell? These two teams flat out stink. Stinks. It always has stonk. He stinks. This stinks. He stunk. Welcome to the party, baby. How's that? It's Guess That Garbage. Yeah! Every single week at this time, we present to you your opportunity to answer basic sports trivia, NFL trivia during NFL season, and then we kind of mix and match throughout the course of the year. But for some reason, it's a weird phenomenon with this. You guys seem to struggle with this game. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's nervous. Um, It's like I used to watch Wheel of Fortune, 
and I could get all the answers correct. Like, I would watch Wheel of Fortune. I was so good at it. And then I started playing the video game, and I would totally freeze. Like, uh, it, I, it, it was unbelievable. I couldn't figure it out. Maybe that's what this is. You guys get nervous under the spotlight. But listen, it happens to the best of us. So uh, we will see if, uh, if you guys can figure this out again. All right, so let's get things started. Let's go to uh, Los Angeles, listening on the great AM570 LA Sports. Coco is on Fox Sports Radio. Coco, what's happening? Hey, how's it going, man? Good. Uh, what do you got going on? Uh, not too much, man. Just got home. Long night. But yeah, pretty good. Nice. Uh, what you uh, What you do tonight? Why was it so long? Uh, you know, I, I was just working, you know, long night, you know, and I went to bar afterwards, caught the SC game. So, nice. no, but it was good. Uh, what, so, so what bar did you go to to watch it? That we're living vicariously through you because we're working, we're grinding away. I mean, you're the one out there partying on a Friday into a Saturday. So, what bar did you go to, Coco? If you don't mind me asking. Oh uh, yeah, sure, no problem. Um, I went to the Shirley Goat. Um, it's in like uh, Sherman Oaks, California. But yeah, pretty cool. The Shirley Goat. What the f is this, Sam? Okay, let's let's go live to our Shirley Goat <laughs> Insider, Iowa Sam. Sam. It's the uh, it's the Surly Goat in Encino. Oh, okay. Yeah, Surly there you Goat. Go. Yep. And, you know, there I've been you there. Go. I've been there. Hold, hold on a second. That's not far from your new place, is it, Sam? That's correct. All right. Yeah, so it's pop, about a five-minute drive. <laughs> yeah. Except for neighbors. Now you, oh. now you people know where I, roughly where I reside. You All right. Now, so. Yeah, right. there it is. All right, that's good stuff. Uh, by the way, you'll know if you see Sam uh, at the Surly Goat because he likes to dress like the Gimp from Pulp Fiction. So that's if right. you, uh, if you yep. see him there, that's... Uh, in a clown you know, suit, no yeah, less, too. Yeah, so. absolutely. Leather um, and clown suit. All right, so uh, here we go. Coco in Los Angeles. I have got a... Uh, listen, I've got an NFL trivia question for you. You ready for this? Yep, ready. All right, so here we go. At the time of his benching, one quarterback in the NFC East had thrown more interceptions than Eli Manning this season. Who was it? In the NFC East? I'll go with uh, Kirk Cousins. Ooh. It was close, but uh, that is incorrect. That is incorrect. Dak Prescott would be the correct answer. Yeah, yeah, Dak Prescott. Uh, so that is incorrect, but uh, but no worries. You'll probably run into Iowa Sam and uh, and another alcoholic named Gavin Kinzel at the uh, Surly Goat at some point uh, in the near future. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to Big Boy in Rochester, listening on Fox Sports Radio. Big Boy, what's happening? What's going on, Jonas? Uh, uh, they're grinding. Oh, uh, you tell delivering me. Delivering the fake news. Okay, so you're uh, so this is uh, you're delivering the papers now. Yeah. Uh, now, how sore is your arm after you deliver the papers? Oh uh, no, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. All right. I, I, just trying to not break windows. That's it. Okay, but now here's the thing. It's starting to get a little cold out there. What's the temperature in Rochester as you grind away here in the middle of the night throwing papers? It's like 38 degrees. No snow yet. Look it's a little cool. All right, so what is the worst conditions you've ever thrown papers at in Rochester? Uh, five feet of snow, six feet of snow. Okay, so now do people give you like a Christmas card or like a Christmas bonus or leave you a little bit of cash, or they just say, F that guy, give me the paper? Now, this time of year, we get a little Christmas bonus from the customer. Uh, we deliver a little calendar, and they send us money in the mail. Oh, nice! Very, that's cool. Well, good for you. All right, why don't you, uh, why don't you share some of that, pal? Huh? Since you're the one, uh, you're making all the big bucks. Why don't you share that with one of us here? Uh, Sam's you make more money than me, man. Uh, <laughs> hey, pal. Yeah. Uh, little known secret here in the uh, sports talk radio world. Uh, that is inaccurate. Uh, that would be inaccurate, there, <laughs> big boy. Uh, but no. Uh, in all seriousness, uh, anybody, nothing. listen. The people busting their ass in the middle of the night. We know your pain. We know the feeling. And uh, much respect to you guys doing it. So, with that being said, Big Boy in Rochester, who is a multitasker as he throws paper, uh, Big Boy in Rochester, um, of the three Mannings, all right, of the three Mannings, Archie, P, 
Peyton and Eli. Who has thrown the most career interceptions? Ooh. I have to go with Eli. Mm, that is incorrect. No, that would be Peyton. Uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, last seen uh, playing quarterback a couple of years ago while going through rigor mortis. Uh, Peyton Manning would be the correct answer, so that is incorrect. 0 for 2 so far on, uh, on Guess That Garbage here on Fox Sports Radio. We go next to Idaho, where Dakota is listening on Fox Sports Radio. Dakota, what's happening? Oh, nothing too much. Just listening to you. All right, so here we go. Um, are you an NFL fan? Yes, sir. Okay. So Hugh Jackson, you know Hugh Jackson, coach of the Cleveland Browns? Yep. All right, he is currently 1-26 in 26 as head, head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Believe it or not, 1-effing 26. Who did Hugh Jackson beat for his only win of his Browns coaching career? Giants? Ooh. Close. Uh, that would be the then San Diego Chargers. Yeah, the then San Diego Chargers, um, who uh, they were so embarrassed by their performance in giving Hugh Jackson his only win of his Browns career that they were punished and forced to play in a soccer stadium the following year. So that is uh, that is punishment for it. Listen, I mean, I don't think it's that funny. I mean, come on. Go Chargers, go. I mean, listen, uh, Cal State Dominguez, that's a nice area during the day with cops around. How about this? Let's go all the way to Mexico. Is this uh, General Zod? General Zod, are you listening in Mexico right now? Uh, I'm very close. I'm right on the border. Okay. How uh, are you, Jonah? I- I'm good. All right. So what's uh, so so that now, General Zod? Now, what do you do for work? If you don't mind me asking. I drive 18 wheels across this beautiful country. All right. Uh, are you driving an 18 wheeler right now? I'm pulled over, but yes, I am. Uh, now. Uh, if you now could could you uh, could you crank could you crank that uh, could you pull that horn if we, so we could hear is that possible? That, that, uh, you got it. You got Let's it, hear Jonas. This. Oh God, it's so crystal clear, man. Feels like you're in the studio here. Oh, that that sounds that's fantastic. All right, so here we go. So you were close to Mexico, all right, and you are listening on Fox Sports Radio. Now you are an NFL fan, correct? Oh, you know it—a big, big fly eagles fly, baby. Oh, okay, so there you go. So you, so this is a good year for you. It's a beautiful year. Okay. We deserve it. All right, We've earned it. Okay, so let me ask you this then, because this is an interesting question: Which conference, as of right now, which conference has the least number of winning teams right now? Is it the AFC, the NFC? Or the XFL? <laughs> I don't even know if the XFL is still on TV. Uh, I'm going to go with the AFC. That is correct. Yeah, there you go. That is correct. It took us to go all the way to Mexico before we got a correct answer on this uh, on this edition. Yes, the AFC has the least amount of winning teams in their conference right now, uh, and you are correct. the uh, The XFL does not exist. All right, so uh, so final one. Let's go all the way to Jacksonville, where Robbie is listening in Fox Sports Radio. Robbie, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, buddy? All right, so here we go. Robbie in Jacksonville. All right, uh, you ready for this? Yep. All right. 
So Jay Cutler will start at quarterback for the Dolphins this week. He's projected to start. They are taking on his former team, the Denver Broncos, this Sunday. All right. So here's the question. Before Peyton Manning, who was the last quarterback to make a Pro Bowl in Denver? Here are your options. Is it Jake Plummer, Brian Greasy, Jay Cutler, Bubby Brister, or Tim Tebow? Uh, well, Bobby Brewster. Mm. Bobby. All right. Uh, that is incorrect. Uh, no, that is incorrect. Um, uh, Bobby Brewster is not even close to the right answer. Jay Cutler is actually the correct answer. Yeah, that is, that is true. Jay Cutler. So uh, so there it is. That is uh, That was a fun addition. Round of applause for everybody involved on this week's edition of uh, Guess That Garbage here on Fox Sports Radio. What was that? That was something probably shouldn't have said on the air. Okay. Uh, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming up next, there is some really good news. So, so a, a a state that is known for football, all right, and multiple Super Bowls got some really good news. So they think, unfortunately, it's going to end up really, really bad. We'll tell you what that is next year on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Still some uh, Philadelphia Eagle anger trickling in. Uh, we talked a little bit about... Uh, I, I Listen, this is not a personal shot at the Philadelphia Eagles. All I'm doing is trying to point out to you guys that you are getting close to becoming one of those teams that people are sick and tired of. All the key ingredients. Man, the Chicago Cubs, I saw it happen with the Cubs. I grew up a Cubs fan, and while 2016 was going on, I remember watching it going, man, I get it. I get why people are sick of them. I, I totally get it. They're obnoxious. Fans are obnoxious. I mean, it's just too much. You get tired of that crap. Same with the Warriors, uh, the Panthers a couple of years ago. It's my only point. And Eagle fans are really bothered by that. I just, I don't... I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Just just trying to point some things out here. I don't have an issue. If the Eagles go on and win the Super Bowl, good for them. You know, first for everything. But I, I just, I'm telling you right now, Redskins fans, Cowboys fans, Giants fans, they know what I'm talking about. That's probably made the rounds on, uh, you know, blogs or uh you know, chat rooms or local radio, sports talk radio. Man, these Eagle fans, man, they just do not stop. These Eagle, these, this team, it is over the top. It's a love fest. People around the country are going to get tired of it. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number. Uh, if you go to my Twitter account, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter, that is at the Jonas Knox on Twitter, uh, we had another Periscope uh, episode uh, last segment. Uh, or actually during the break, uh, we interviewed Ralph Irvin, uh, who gives us a preview of something coming up next hour. And then I showed you what it's like outside. I believe there's a homeless man outside uh, who was staring at us on Periscope. But uh, you can check that out. It's uh, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Um, all right. So the Denver Broncos have won a lot of Super Bowls. Uh, Colorado's a beautiful state. Denver is a great city. And uh, they think they got a bit of good news. I mean, they think this is good news. It is not good news. Did anybody else see the uh, report that came out that uh, Colorado is going to get an In-N-Out burger pretty soon? Yeah. 
Colorado getting in and out, which is a a very popular uh, fast food hamburger chain in, color, in California. There's some in Arizona. I think there's some in Texas. But everybody loves in and out. I mean, everybody loves in and out. It, it's all right. But uh, Colorado is going to be getting that. What? How long? Okay, let me just tell you. Middle of the day, the drive-through line at In and Out here in Southern California is long. How many cars do you think are going to be in that drive-through with all those pot junkies, with the munchies? Now they've got In and Out Burger in their state. That's going to be a nightmare. Seems it's fine like, to eat. No, nah, it's not. Seems like a good idea. A logistical nightmare. All right. We got more coming up next on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, what a Saturday lined up for college football. Good God. But be careful because there's going to be a discussion being had following all the games that are happening on Saturday that ties into some major stories that have also gone on this week in the world of football. All right, I'll explain coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on Sirius XM Channel 83 and on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are listening to the program right now. We appreciate you doing so. Having some fun here, as always, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Many of you out there are uh, having a glass of alcohol, or several at this point, or a bottle, whatever, or a can, whatever you're into. Uh, some of you are waking up on the East Coast having a, a sip of coffee, and some of you in certain parts of the country are uh, having a puff of weed. Wherever you are, I will do it with you. Let me uh, take a sip out of this coffee. This is a professional. Only professionals are allowed to do this here on Fox Sports Radio. This is, uh, ooh, this is good stuff. Oh, so good, man. It is so good. I mean, and the only thing better than that sip of coffee I just had is what the hell is going to happen on Saturday in college football. I mean, it is stacked. It is stacked. And it's the last Saturday it's going to be like this. You go all the way back, go all the way back to Labor Day weekend, or even the weekend before when they had that crap-ass schedule where it was like Utah State, uh, you know, taken on Arby's or whatever the hell was going on. But anyways, like yeah, that crappy <sighs> schedule. Yeah, it's just lame. But what yeah, this the crappy schedule that was sort of the soft release of the college football schedule. And and we bitched and moaned about it. But it was great to have football back. And now you're looking around, and you're like, oh my God, we got one last true Saturday of college football left. Like this is it. Like this is all we got. I mean you got Army Navy coming up next week, but really this is it. Uh and things the 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 big games because you got Memphis and uh, and Central Florida in the AAC Conference Championship game, and that's awesome, and that's really fun in Orlando, and everybody's excited about that. But the real big games kick off 12.30 Eastern time, 9.30 Pacific, 11.30 local at the Jerry Dome, TCU and Oklahoma for the Big 12 Championship game. My radio wife, Brady Quinn, who I do a show with here on Fox Sports Radio every single Sunday night, he will be on the broadcast with Joe Davis and the great Bruce Feldman. Uh, So we've got that game. 4 Eastern time, 1 o'clock Pacific. We've got Georgia and Auburn in the SEC title game. That's going to be fantastic, all the way from the Mercedes-Benz Stadium and Atlanta. The good thing about that game is, 
is uh, Chick-fil-A, if you're into that. Uh, Chick-fil-A, I think, stinks. But if you're into Chick-fil-A and, uh, and you're a big fan of it, they're not open on Sunday. So if you go to a Falcons game, you can't get it. But it's a Saturday, so the Chick-fil-A booth, I assume, is going to be open. If you're into that stuff, I'm not really into it, but uh, but whatever uh, floats your boat. And then we've got Miami and Clemson for the ACC title, 8 Eastern time, uh, followed by Ohio State and Wisconsin. Big Ten championship game on Fox, both of those at 8 Eastern time, uh, Miami, Clemson, and Ohio State, Wisconsin. So that is the slate. That is what we're looking at. Now, the conversation is going to be, Depending on how these games turn out, who gets in, right? So, so who is going to get in? In my mind, and and we can better have a better idea of what's happening here and a better idea of how this is all going to play out. But in my mind, to me, the winner of the SEC title game would get in. Uh, the winner of the Big 12 championship game would get in. Uh, the winner of the ACC championship game would get in. And... If Wisconsin wins the Big Ten title game, they would get in. But I just get this weird feeling, man. (laughs) I get this funny feeling that if Ohio State wins the Big Ten championship, that I don't think they're getting in. All right? And I know that, that, well, you know, you got to win your conference title game. But, I mean, look at last year. I know there was a head-to-head win, but I just, Alabama's sitting there. And if we really, so I always say, What's going to be better for everybody who doesn't have a vested interest, right? I don't have a vested interest. I don't give a rip if it's Ohio State or Alabama. Let them both in. What do I care? But what's going to cause the most outrage around the world, all right, and around the college football community? It's going to be if Alabama gets in. People are going to be pissed. People are going to be bothered. And if you talk to uh, the the people that make the lines in Vegas that set the odds, Alabama would be favored over every single one of these teams. So I know they're not playing, and they lost to Auburn, and they didn't win their division, and they're not playing for a conference championship game, but are you sure they're not one of the four best teams in the country? Are you absolutely sure? Like, there's enough doubt that it makes it an interesting conversation. So that's why you look at this and you go, man, if Ohio State wins, what if they get leapfrogged by Alabama? Listen, Ohio State got in last year. They didn't win their conference title game. So it's not like this hasn't happened before. It happened last year. So I, I think that's that's where things really get interesting. You know, and then if TCU beats Oklahoma, then that could sort of, you know, get weird and but but nevertheless, it's gonna be a fun Saturday. But what's going to happen, and I think that this is where you've got to really pay close attention to this stuff is when all this stuff is said and done and you've got chaos and you got people talking about it, there's going to be the conversation about an eight-team playoff. All right? There's going to be this conversation about let's add more teams. And you saw some stuff happen in college football this week that is exactly the reason why you can't have an eight-team playoff unless you start to make major changes in college football. All right. So Jimbo Fisher, and this is where this all ties in together. So Jimbo Fisher is now the head coach at Texas A&M, believed to be a 10-year deal worth $75 million. All right. And that is reportedly the richest deal in college football history. So Jimbo goes to Texas A&M, Florida State, and that job is now open. And you saw all the coach movement around college football. Right. You saw guys leaving um, taking other gigs like Jimbo Fisher, 
Uh, you saw some guys staying put, but getting more money to do so, which is a move that has been done in college football year every single year. A guy leaks something, uh, threatens to go somewhere else, has, quote, interest in another gig, and the school that he's with ups the ante and pays him more money. You know, Alabama, listen, boosters paid for Nick Saban's house in Alabama. I mean, he, like, if there's one guy who shouldn't go anywhere, but he probably will just because, I mean, maybe he just wants to give it another go at the NFL level or just try something different, it's Nick Saban. I mean, the guy gets. happy as hell. Yeah, it seems like it. So, you, you, they got all, like, coaches are leaving things, you know, moving around or whatever. And, and guys are getting a lot of money to do so. And this goes to my point on this whole eight-team playoff idea and exactly why if you want to have that conversation and you want to extend it to eight teams, you better have every level of the conversation. Because if you pay a guy like Jimbo Fisher that kind of money, close to $8 million a year, the richest contract in college football history, you're paying him to win national titles. All right. You're not paying him to get into the SEC title game. You're not paying him to win nine games or ten games. You're not paying him to uh, to go to a big-time bowl game. You're paying Jimbo Fisher that kind of money because you expect to win national titles. If that means an eight-team playoff for Jimbo Fisher, so be it. You got to coach another game, got to coach another two games, so be it. We're paying you a lot of money. Get it done. He's getting a lot of money. And he's going to have to win an extra game or two games for that contract? Totally reasonable. I get it. But while Jimbo Fisher is getting paid to coach that extra game or those two extra games, the players aren't getting paid to play another game or two extra games. And they're the ones with the most to lose. The players are the ones that are risking a lot to play these extra games that everybody else is making a ton of money on. That's why I keep saying this eight-team playoff idea, like the proponents of the eight-team playoff, you've got to factor in everything. Okay? Because if you're one of those people that doesn't believe that college athletes should get paid, that college football players should get paid, all right, but you also believe that there should be an eight-team playoff, then you're just not being reasonable. I mean, come on, man. Like, think about how much money those playoff games, like how much revenue those schools rake in. Like, you're expecting these kids to go risk their careers for free for two more games, and they don't get any of that? They get none of it? Well, you get the exposure. All right, cool. I mean, listen, every one of us could get exposure. Just go on Snapchat and take, you know, take a shot of your downstairs bathroom. I mean, come on. Like, I'm like, not on snap face and oh, all that. Well, I, let's hope not, Bill. But like, I, I just like this whole this whole idea that it's you know we got to go to eight games and we've got to listen. You're going to water it down, and then there's a lot of conversations that are going to come up of this, and that's just one of them. But I think it's a big one, and maybe the biggest one that you better be prepared to talk about. Like that better be something that you're willing to consider, because it like this for example. Say I'm a, you know, I'm a guy who's going to go in the first round of the NFL draft, and I'm a senior, and I've had a lot of fun, and I've had a lot of success, and all of a sudden, I sneak into the college football playoff, and I'm an eight seed. 
That's a real conversation for me to have. Okay. Do I risk it all knowing that I probably don't have a shot at winning because we're taking on the one seed? Do do I really, do I risk this all to get in to the college football playoff to try and win a couple of more games playing a much better team? Like, and, and I know that you think that it's easy. Well, you look, you're playing for something, get out there and do it. But man, these kids, you know, they're getting paid after they perform. They're not getting paid ahead of time. Like after they perform in college, that's when they get drafted and that's where they get slotted and that's where they get paid. I just think that there's, that it's a different conversation. There's, there's more layers to it than just, ah, let's make it an 18 playoff. I mean, I, I just, I don't think that's, that that's the case, man. And you look at guys like Jalen Smith, guys who his NFL career was forever changed. His career in general was, was forever changed because he played in a fiesta bowl and his knee got mangled. I just think like watch this, and and people are going to look at this and see all this debate, and it's going to linger into Tuesday, and you're going to see everything that go, and it's going to be like, oh man, this is why we need an 18 playoff. All right, you want an 18 playoff, then then these players are going to have to start getting something for it. And and I'm not one of these people that has been pounding the desk for players to get paid in college football. Um, if they get a little bit of a stipend, that's fine. But I think you know anybody that pays for a kid's education out there, that's a lot of money. I mean, they, 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 it's not like they're you know they're just playing for free you know the education is 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 a lot you know the schooling is a lot they're getting a great opportunity that majority of us will never even sniff we've we still play you know paying off student loans and all that so i've never been one of those people that pounds the desk for something like that i understand uh the argument for why people feel that the scholarship is enough and the opportunity to play on that stage is enough but in this case now you're asking for more games and now you're asking for more punishment on the body well, everybody else gets paid and they don't, I think it's a reasonable discussion to have. So if you want to go eight, eight games, you want to expand the playoff, expand the discussion as well too. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from a Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Up next... So there's a uh, there's a football team that everybody has ripped apart, all right? Everybody has mocked this team. They've destroyed them. I am going to tell you why they may actually have an advantage, all right? Why there may actually be some good news for one of the worst situations in sports. That's next year on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We will have another edition of The Scraps coming up less than 10 minutes from now here on FSR. Don't go anywhere. Always a good time. So we'll have The Scraps coming up here um, less than 10 minutes from now. Uh, I'm going to tell you, by the way, about a situation. There's a football team that everybody is piling on. They actually are not in that bad of a spot. Believe it or not, they're not in that bad of a spot. Um, and so I'll, I'll explain why that is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. A very positive bunch listening here on Fox Sports Radio. Always positive feedback here. Nothing but compliments. Uh, and those compliments come flowing on Twitter uh, where, where you guys like to shower me with love and praise. I'm a humble guy. I just do weekend overnight radio. I'm nothing special. Okay, nothing special at all. But, I mean, when stuff melts my heart, I've got to read it. Guy tweets in here and says, 
the Tennessee head coaching job is such a dumpster fire, nobody wants, they're going to have to consider ball-washing douchebags like Jonas to take the gig. You little scumbag! Well, since we're on the topic, speaking of the Tennessee coaching job, I would like to, I'd like to apologize. All right. I would like to apologize. And, uh, and this is, uh, this is me. Uh, you, you've got to be upfront. You've got to be a man. You've got to admit when you were wrong. And I have to admit something right now. I was wrong. I was totally wrong. Um, I uh, I ripped Tennessee last weekend when the story came out about uh, Greg Schiano and everything else going on. I ripped Tennessee. I said uh, what a disaster. I poked fun on Twitter, all this stuff, and uh, and I and I ripped the fan base. Um, I ripped the program, and uh, and I feel bad. And for that, I'd like to actually apologize. I would like to apologize right now to the Tennessee fan base. And to the Tennessee Volunteer Volunteer Football Program, I want to apologize. I was out of line. Um, I am so grateful for everything that has transpired at Tennessee the last week. I want it to go on forever. I think it's one of the most wonderful stories I've ever seen in my life. For what we do. I want to thank the Tennessee football program and the fan base for what they've provided us. Content. Entertainment. One of the more fascinating situations to go down in sports in a long time. Like, you know it's a big deal when in the midst of it all happening, you're thinking to yourself, this is going to be a documentary one day. <laughs> like, th- like, we're going to watch this five 10 years from now, there'll be a 30 for 30 or, or uh, the timeline on NFL Network, one of those, or, or a, a real sports or, or something, a, a 24-7. Somebody somewhere is going to do a documentary on this, and we're going to remember where we were when this diaper fire was going on, and nobody could put it out. I want to apologize. I'm not going to be like every other national host here or sports talk host around the country who's going to pile on Tennessee. I'm not doing that. I want to thank you for what you are providing us because I think it's unbelievable. So Tennessee still doesn't have a head coach. Still no head coach. Everybody's been rumored, still can't get a head coach in. The athletic director, John Curry, gets fired. Philip Fulmer, the former Tennessee coach, is the new athletic director, and according to several people involved and in and around the situation, Philip Fulmer, Fulmer undermined Curry to try to get his job as maybe a redemption-slash-payback move for being shown the door several years ago. All right? So I try and be as grateful as possible as much as I can, and... uh and listen, in a time where so many stories in sports are about kneeling or protests or political agendas or fake takes, it's nice to have some good old-fashioned sports drama layered with lies, backstabbing, deceit, a whack job fan base who has chased away multiple candidates, not even qualified for the gig. I love it. I love all of it. I want more of it. I want it every week. I want it every weekend. Please, for the love of Christ, 
make this continue. I ripped him last Sunday. I ripped him on Monday. I was ripping him in my head when I didn't have a show. I ripped him. Uh, listen, I filled in for Dan Patrick on Tuesday. All right, got the call. They went to the bullpen, which is code for nobody else answered their phone. I filled in for Dan Patrick. And, uh, and I even think I ripped him then. And I'm sorry. Okay? I am sorry. I, I apologize. Please keep this story going as long as possible. I More. love it. I, cannot, I can't get enough of it. Can't get enough of it. Just think about what has happened there. All right? Like, you have had coaches who should not even have been qualified for the job, who aren't qualified for the job, who have turned them down because it was such chaos. You've had an athletic director, okay, go cross-country to try and finalize a contract only to find out that when he flew back, he was getting fired. And why was he being fired? Because the former coach who wanted redemption and payback on him was undermining him while he was negotiating a contract with another coach. You're fired. A fan base brought up child rape to chase another guy out of town. Like... It's insane. Like the whole situation is nuts. It doesn't make any sense. There's, I don't, I don't recall this happening. Like I thought the Redskins stuff with Scott McLuhan and them trying to say he was a drunk and all the stuff going on in in the off season in Washington. Like I thought all of that was crazy. This is nuts. But here's the thing about it: they might not even be in that bad of a spot. Like, like if you think of, like, they might not be in that bad of a spot. David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, was with us earlier in the show. Dave played at Colorado State. Okay, not at Tennessee, but Colorado State. And he's was recently inducted into the Colorado State Hall of Fame. And I asked him, from a recruit standpoint, you know, the guys who play, who determine who's good and who's not, from a recruit standpoint, how much would what you're seeing at Tennessee impact your decision to go there if you were deciding on schools, and his answer was kind of surprising. Well, they just fired their AD. Um, they still have a chance with a couple. They can still get a good hire. And the thing that's actually helped them is there's been a ton of turnover at all these big universities. So Florida State just lost their coach, and Texas A&M just got a coach, and they got to hire a new staff, right? And then Ole Miss loses, you know, or Mississippi State loses coaches. So all the people that they're actually recruiting against, um, also just had a bunch of turnover, not all of them, but a lot of them. Arkansas so, as well too. Arkansas, right? So they're not, they're not, they're not that far behind. Now, if they wait another couple of weeks, they're going to be really far behind. Um, and they got to make a splash, um, with, with some side of, with, with some sort of excitement. They can't just go, you know, with like, with a safe hire now. Now they have to make a splash. They have to try something, and and they got to get a good AD in there. Two guys. I think the athletic director position honestly needs to be, to be split up into two. Um, the athletic departments are just too big, and, and as you can see, sometimes looking for a head football coach is just an over overwhelming thing to do in in, in two weeks because you, you have obviously the court of public appeal, um, who, who they think you should hire as well as you have you know your inner circle, and uh, a lot of times they don't they're not working well together, and that's exactly what's happening in Tennessee is. Uh, they uh, they embarrass themselves to say oh, the God. least. Rocky terrible. Top is more like, uh, well, yeah. Rocky Bottom. Okay, so uh, and then we'll leave because uh, he got a little inappropriate there, David Anderson. But one of the things he said there was, if you look around, there's other dysfunctional situations too. I mean, nobody touches Tennessee, but think about it. 
Like this is a case to where if you look around and you're recruiting, you're making your decision, the same guys that are being recruited by Tennessee are also the same guys that are being recruited by Florida State. They don't have a coach. Are the same guys that are being recruited by Arkansas. They don't have a coach. Are the same guys who may be recruited by Texas A&M. They just now got a coach and he hasn't been introduced yet. Like there's it's not like Tennessee's alone. Like like this this big conversation and narrative of oh my god, Tennessee's the worst and blah blah. Like listen, yeah, Tennessee's a bad situation. We get it. We understand it. It's not like they're alone. Look at Ole Miss. I got news for you. Anybody being recruited by Tennessee's probably getting recruited by Ole Miss. That's a bad situation too. And in recruiting, it's all about who can throw who under the bus. All right? Who can, who can throw who under the bus? You remember Steve Spurrier a couple of years ago got pissed off before the season started? Got pissed off and, and just randomly started bringing up, uh, well, you know what? Uh, I'm not retiring. I'm not close to retiring. I'm sick of hearing about it, yada, 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 yada. The reason Steve Spurrier was doing that is because he was losing in recruiting because you know what teams around the SEC were doing? Teams in the ACC that were recruiting the same guys, they were telling those kids, you sure you want to go play for South Carolina? We're hearing Spurrier's out next year. Like, why would you want to commit to that guy if he's gone a year into your time there at South Carolina? Why would you want to go there? Steve Spurrier knew that and had to say something about it. And guess what happened? About six weeks later, Steve Spurrier retired. I mean, recruiting's a nasty game. So a lot of these schools that are going to be recruiting against Tennessee, trying to throw them under the bus, not every, look around. There's a lot of bad situations. All right, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number, 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Up next, we will have another award-winning edition of The Scraps, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. We'll start in the NBA where... Clay Thompson had 27 points, Kevin Durant 25, Steph Curry 23 as Golden State rolled through Orlando 133-112. Washington a 109-91 winner over Detroit. Toronto had seven players in double figures as they beat Indiana 121-15. And Utah got 41 points from Donovan Mitchell. He's the first rookie in the NBA to score over 40 since 2011 when Blake Griffin did it. 114 108 they beat new orleans on the college hardwood number 13 north carolina was an 85 75 winner over davidson number 15 gonzaga took out number 25 creighton 91 74 with true car you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for new or used visit true car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience and jonas while you were talking about tennessee and their situation well, it's certainly not pretty in Tallahassee, where Jimbo Fisher has resigned as the head football coach. The day before, they're supposed to play Louisiana Monroe. That's on Saturday. FSU needs to win that game to become bowl eligible. Meanwhile, Jimbo will be the new head coach at Texas A&M. Thanks, Ralph. Uh, don't go anywhere, Ralph. We're going to need you in a second here. All right, Do not go anywhere. Ralph? Ralph? Yes, sir. Seriously, do not leave. Ralph? Yep. Come on, don't leave. I'm serious. Don't piss me off. I'll bring Al in here. Al, talk to Ralph, please. Al Pacino, get in here and talk to Ralph, please. Shut up, Ralph. Shut up! Yes, sir. I'm very angry, Ralph. All right. 
Uh, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Oh, by the way, uh, we got to give a shout-out, man. Adam, listening in Australia. He just sent me a picture. You want to get jealous of somebody? I just retweeted it. Go to at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. He is barbecuing while listening to the show and watching soccer. No, cricket. It's cricket? Yes, Australia versus England. Who ca- same difference. Who cares? I mean, what, what's the difference between cricket and soccer? Who cares? Anyway, Aloha, brother. Yeah, whatever. You're an islander. What do you know? Um, so uh, he's watching. Uh, okay, he's watching beer pong. Who gives a rip? But anyways, he's got a barbecue set up. He's got a TV screen, and he's listening to the show. That is a setup there. That is a hot setup. Uh, Iowa Sam, um, he's got corn. Yeah. On this that he's grilling on this barbecue. It's, yeah, right? it's good to grill now. Is that corn? You are from Iowa, yes. So, can you tell whether or not that corn is from Iowa? Uh, yes, it's from Iowa. Oh, okay, yeah. so, so there it is. That sounded Dis- convincing. Distinct hue. <laughs> it has distinct hue to it. Yeah, definitely Iowa corn. All right, interesting. All right, um, it's it's time for this though. Jonas, you moron! How could you not get to these stories? You moron! These are the scraps. And for that, we turn it over to the great Rob Irvin. Hi, that's me. Uh, what I missed tonight, Ralph? Well, we, huh? we've talked a lot about college football as we head into the championship Saturday, but uh, one team that isn't involved in the championships, not involved in the Bulls, that would be Ole Miss. And the NCAA has slapped Mississippi's program with more punishment, including an additional year out of the postseason. They'll be banned from playing in a bowl game next season. They also received additional scholarship reductions because of their blatant cheating. They were listed with a lack of institutional control and uh, all the things that stemmed, uh, well, that went on under Hugh Freeze. I thought it was because uh, Robert Kimdiche fell out of, fell out of a window because he was so stoned. I thought it was that. Um, or Laramie Tunsil with a, a gas mask. Oh, I mean, come on, come on, Ralph. <sighs> Why or, do you have to? It's so negative. Or maybe a lot of great recruits showing up in yeah, Oxford, Mississippi. <laughs> like randomly, they just landed. Like like Laquan Treadwell and like all these big time recruits. Hey, we're all going to Oxford, huh? Are they still, by the way, are they still doing Hugh Freeze Night at the Pony in Starkville? Uh, one of the great strip clubs in all the SEC. Are they still doing, uh, still doing that? We're efforting the- confirmation okay. on that. Um, one thing that Rebels Athletic Director Ross Bjork said, full disclosure, former boss of mine, but he says the university plans to appeal the ruling. The administration, though, must have known something was coming up because, well, earlier this week they named Matt Luke as their permanent coach. And you think about all the coach searching that's going on right now, they didn't bother with it. They they kind of know that they're in the dregs for a couple years, so we're just going to stick with this guy. Uh, by the way, some guy tweets in, uh, says, uh, Jonas is a lot more like Bobby Petrino, corrupt, creepy, and a slime ball. First of all, I am not like Bobby Petrino because I have never crashed my moped. And you don't leave in the middle of a show. Yes, I, and leave a, a Post-it note. I don't do that. What else we got, Ralph? 
Well, we have a new guy in charge in New York. That would be the Yankees having hired Aaron Boone as their next manager. I love the hire. I really do. I, I think I think what Aaron Boone brings to the Yankees, okay, I, I think, I think if the Yankees, all right, and this is gonna seem far fetched, but I think if the Yankees win more postseason games with Aaron Boone than any other team in baseball next year, I think they could win it all. Okay. So far, though, his experiences uh. as an analyst on TV, uh, he hasn't managed anything in his career. And the they're trying to, you know, the idea is they're trying to catch on to this trend of hiring young, ma- young prospective managers. Right. And yeah, all those guys that have been successful are catchers because they know how to deal with the pitching staff and everything else. This guy's a third baseman. I, I mean, like, are you a Red Sox fan, Ralph? No. Okay. Because, listen, I mean, I'm not here to, like, uh, you know, rattle the cage of Yankee fans. And I, and I don't think your negative spin on the hire of Aaron Boone uh, should be uh, – should 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 take over the show. I, I, I'm, I'm happy for Aaron Boone. Listen, I know baseball, all right? Nobody, nobody breaks down managerial hires in the offseason like this show does. And that's why, that's why we are going to have – an all-off-season Major League Baseball edition of the show coming up on December 32nd. On December 32nd, the entire be, fifth hour yes, of the show, it, it'll be three hours of nothing but managerial hires, and we'll give our uh, our pretender and contender a managerial hire and team preview coming up on December 32nd here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, what else? I, I look forward to it. Uh, we've got one more story for you, Jones. All right. Uh, um, there was a police chase in Florida because, well, it's still Florida. And um, a man was being chased by the Florida deputies for grand theft and burglary. Okay. And while he's being chased in a high-speed pursuit, he pulled over so he could shoot heroin. (laughs) Really? Yes. Like you couldn't go any further? Well, and the best part is, I mean, again, you just can't make this stuff up. The guy's named John Quincy Stevens. He was at a relative's home Monday when two detectives pursued him. He initially ran off before stealing his relative's vehicle and leading police on a long chase. He eventually abandoned the vehicle and continued back on foot to his relative's home where the pursuit had started. You know, he he, he wanted to... Uh, oh, man. He was taking a shot of heroin during well, the car chase. I mean, listen, um, I guess if you know you're done and you're going away for a while, you know, why not just, you know, why not tie one off? You know, I mean, I, I guess I could sort of uh, understand the thinking uh, of what might go through the head of a complete and total junkie loser. I, I guess I, you know, I guess I could understand. And plus, like you said, it's Florida. And and all credit to the to the deputy who who arrested him that'd be deputy michael donahue and his dog tipster who bit the suspect oh so tipster bit the uh the heroin addict yes so now does uh does tipster have is he on heroin too uh no word on that uh it's always good to be a tipster does it work that way is it like uh from dust till dawn where you get bit and then all of a sudden you're a vampire is that how it works with heroin if a dog bites you and you're on heroin is that dog also on heroin and then if the dog goes back home and eats one of your shoes and you wear the shoe, does that mean you have heroin in your system too? Is Maybe. that how it works? 
Marshawn Lynch. Let's go live to our Do You Have Heroin Insider, Marshawn Lynch. Is that how it works? Yeah. There it is. Well, there you go. All right. Because drugs are bad, okay? <laughs> Sounds like the guy right outside the studio. All right. Uh, thanks, Ralph. Uh, Jonas Knox mm-hmm. here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Um, you can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. By the way, go on Twitter at the Jonas Knox this break. All right, when we go to break at the Jonas Knox, we're going to go to Periscope for the final time. All right, we're going to talk to Mike Mayer, who produces this show and puts together out of context. Uh, you will see why he's a sick and demented man. And we'll get behind the scenes access like nowhere else you can. Like, no, you can't find this anywhere else. I promise you. Uh, so go to at the Jonas Knox. We're going on Periscope here coming up uh, during the break. But up next, you will hear people from around the world of sports get very angry about how they are made to sound. That's next year on FSR. Michael! Michael! Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, we will get to another edition of Out of Context coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, if you saw the Periscope during the break, you go to my Twitter account, at the Jonas Knox. I don't know how long these stay up for, Periscope, but uh, I'm going to try and do it more and more. If you guys like it, a little behind the scenes. Uh, once an hour, we'll go behind the scenes here on, uh, on, on live video. Uh, we'll continue to do that, you know, if you guys like it. If not... Screw you. We're doing it anyways. I don't know. Uh, I'm but, on snap face okay. and all that. Well, get on it, Bill. Okay, get on it. Talk what to do Dr- you think? Talk to Draymond Green. He was on Snapchat one time. Hey, yeah. People thought he was shopping for radiator hoses. Nope. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> it's unbelievable. All right, so, uh, but if you'd like to see what uh, went on last break, go to at the Jonas Knox on Twitter, and uh, you can check out a little preview of Out of Context uh, coming up here. A reminder, a big reminder, Anthony Gargano, Lincoln Kennedy, less than 10 minutes away from here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, guys are the best. Uh, check them out. Always a fun show. Always a fun listen. A huge Saturday coming up here in uh, college football. But without further ado, it is time for this. Out of context! It's time to make people in sports sound even worse than they already did this week. Similar to this long sentence that I just read. What? It's out of context. Wake me up before you go. The Dolphins were, were banging him pretty good there. Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> when this starts to happen, film your tail off. I love it. I don't know what my body can and can't do yet. Oh. It's time that we all pull together to be part of the solution. You know, they were gassed a little bit. This has become a street fight. I don't want to act like I'm a virgin here. You always have to be ready. You never know when your time's going to come, if it's going to come, and so when it does, you got to mm. take advantage of it. Have we seen maybe a premature explosion, or is there still an explosion? <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. All right, uh, let's regroup here. It's an all-out investigation. I'm going to get treatment, stay stay on top of this, and and hopefully the lizard can be ready for the Sunday. Uh, hold on, I have a follow-up. All right, I have a follow-up. What is that premature explosion bit? Mike, who was that? 
That was the members of the Philadelphia media at Doug Peterson's press conference this week. And and that was Doug Peterson saying that was Doug, Pe- that was Doug Peterson <laughs> trying to gather himself. Was that was that Gargano asking that question? Gargano, I'll you have perv? to check I'll, I'll have to check with him. Yeah. Maybe a premature explosion <laughs> or is there still an explosion? Um <laughs> now, <clears throat> a rephrase. Uh. Yeah, I'm blaming that on Gargano. That was, that was an Anthony Gargano question to Doug Peterson. Gargano, get your mind out of the gutter, man. Be a professional, for God's sakes. <laughs> that was great. I, I hadn't heard that before. Well done uh, from the sick mind of Mike Mayer here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. Uh, Jonas Knox here uh, on FSR. Uh, all right. So we got a big college football day coming up. Huge day in college football. Uh, all these conference championship games that are going down uh, starts early on, 12.30 Eastern time, 9.30 Pacific, 11.30 local time, TCU and Oklahoma. Uh, I like to take care of my friends, and uh, my radio wife, Brady Quinn, will be on the call on Fox with Joe Davis and Bruce Feldman. Check that game out. Um, I, I'm trying to find a way that Alabama gets in, all right? And, and I'm not an Alabama fan. I don't have a rooting interest here, but I know it's going to piss the most people off. If Alabama gets in, it will cause outrage from around the country. So the way this show works, if it pisses you off and it pisses a lot of people off, it kind of makes me happy. So let's go Alabama. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans... Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. 